0: Good night, good evening, wherever you are. This is Unleashed Unapologetically. And with me, I have Kiara. And um, while well, she is a lovely mother. She has a little baby, oh, just <laughs> Stop talking about children. Let, let, don't get me started. But I wanted to introduce you to her. She is wonderful. She is a, a coach who is also helping women to build the best part of themselves healthy wise and wellness wise as well. She developed her career in freelancing writing and from there on her expertise in health and wellness and collaborate with mission-driven publications she also wrote the contemporary uh, contemporary <laughs> there we go with myself rushing huh romance with fantasy elements and she is also from the year 2020 she has gone through a few challenges that helped her understand how to face herself better and learn through manifestation and through the postpartum depression that she has gone and the anxiety she has um, lived through, she was able to use the chakra system as a roadmap in her healing. And from there on, she has learned to Build that as her system to help other people as well healed as well. So we want to welcome you because I know that you are here to help bring support in self development, spirituality, and help people understand the best part of themselves, how they can move from one point to the next point, and not let you know the negativity or the anxiety fills their heart and their heart um their being and be able to live through. The chakras and move forward with their lives and take it as a roadmap. And I love that that you know you were able to use it as a roadmap. So hi, how are you? Let's talk. Hi. How's it going? Thank
1: you so much for having me. Yeah, everything is great. Yeah. So, so what where do you want me to
0: start? To sto- well, <laughs> let's just start everywhere. <laughs> well, um from your story, you started first from being um, someone who were who was born in in Italy and then yes. grew up to continue living your life and then from there moving on to your to the states and got married and now with your tra- your child so how did it all start for you
1: Yeah it's a, it's a long story but I'm going to try to cut it short <laughs> <laughs> So I lived in Italy until after university and uh, after university I moved to London because uh, pre-Brexit was really easy from Italy to London just to improve English and work and I had studied tourism and languages so I uh, wanted to find a job and that's what I did I left I found a job in a hotel and uh, that's where the event that kind of changed my life um, occurred because uh, that's where I met my husband my now husband the, he, his parents came to the check-in while I was working and I welcomed them and there was this young guy with them and uh, I heard the voice in my mind very clearly and it said, uh, you're going to marry this guy. <laughs> so it was really, really weird. It never happened to me. I, I didn't know what it was. Um, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, and that's what happens with what I know now, uh, is a spiritual message, like a message that comes from another dimension, let's say from yes. something else, because you can't just stop thinking about it. And, mm-hmm. and that's how it was for me. Um, we had many challenges, the story is very long and complicated, so I'm not going to go into that, but eventually we made our way back to each other. So this relationship tested everything, my courage, my Mm. resilience, my mental health, uh, everything. And so it really, um, made me trust in this voice because at the Mm -hmm. end when I married him, I was like, I have to share this story because I think that. Few people nowadays believe in fairy tales, like you mm-hmm. go to the movies, you think they happen just on the screen. Um, what happens in my experience is that fairy tales exist, it's just about us not giving up. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. I followed that voice, I knew I would marry him. And so despite all the challenges, when my friends were really worried about me, were like, You're getting, you know, because there was a time where we were separated and he was dating someone else. So it was really hard for me. And my friends were really worried about me. They said, you're just Mm -hmm. obsessed with this guy, you know, and and I wasn't, it was really something that came from a different place that was really giving me the strength to move forward and keep on believing in this relationship. And that's what I did. Mm. Yeah.
0: Wow, what a story. Thank you for sharing with us. (laughs) I just love the fact that you're saying, you know, out of nowhere, you heard, you know, that, it's like that sense, that voice that's telling you, you know, what's your, what your future is going to be like. And, you know, a lot of times we, we always get those gut feelings. We always get those senses that are telling us things, you know, is that whatever situation it is that gives us the goosebumps, you know, and making us feel like, okay, this is it. This is the now, this is the, you know, this is what's happening. and here you are at work (laughs) and you are given, you know, that, hey, this is the guy, you know, Um, the first response. I mean, I can, I'm just trying to imagining, (laughs) you know, how, how you reacted, you know, like, did you jump? Did you look to see where did that voice come from?
1: I did, I did. I didn't find anybody. But <laughs> <I> get...
0: <laughs> oh yeah, my it's,
1: goodness! It's such a profound experience, and as you said, we all experience these things. We just some people are just not able to recognize it. Right. Um. Some others are. Some people are more connected. It's all about being open to receive these messages. The more you are, the more you notice. The, signs you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. voices sometimes um it comes in different ways yeah it can be like a sign in your everyday life a name on a billboard that means something to you um a specific animal that is like that tells you something because it's a special animal for you and Mm -hmm. gives you a message that way uh it's so special because yeah this connection that we have with whatever you believe, source, God, the universe, it manifests, mm-hmm. but we have to be open. We have to be open. We have to trust. Um, and the more we do, the more we receive.
0: Mm, I love that. So it's all in the being and the mindset, right? Cause if you do not have an open mind to you know that, you know, these things exist, you know, they are in our lives, they are in our surroundings. And you know, this is what, this is who we are. And this is what lives in us and outside of us then we would not really understand it and accept it right
1: yeah yeah and and more than that to get into the chakra system a little bit more because it's kind of my my core belief. Um, so the idea is that we have an energetic body in addition to the physical body. And this uh, energetic body is composed by seven main energy centers that are called chakras. It, they go from the base of the spine to the top of the head. So when we talk about this, I used to think, you know, like growing up when, when you, you talk about guts, I thought it was coming from here. And, and it does sometimes, you know, obviously, like there are different areas of our body where we get these hits. Uh, but mainly this uh, connection with uh, with the source is located in our intuition, uh, in the third eye. Uh, so that's where we kind of receive the messages, but it, it's our intuition that, that, that gives us this connection. And so the idea is that because we have these energy centers, we have kind of this flow of energy that is supposed to go freely from the base of the spine, from from the feet to the top Mm -hmm. of the head, Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it gets blocked for different reasons, traumas that we had, really deep-rooted traumas, um, situations, uh, negative cycles, and and so that doesn't allow the energy to move forward, to move upward, Um, and so it doesn't reach our intuition, and so the reason why many people don't have access to their intuition is because they didn't work on their lower chakras and on the situations that affect these other chakras that rule a specific part of the body but also specific areas of life and Mm -hmm. so when you start to have issues on that specific area you have to start to kind of pay attention And it's about you know really listening to your body listening to your emotions it's about Mm -hmm. Mm self-awareness
0: and thank you again for elaborating on that because i'm pretty sure everyone in the audience not everybody really knows much about chakras, you know, cause we all have different um, systems that we are, um, we familiarize ourselves with, you know, and learn to, to leave through. Um, but it's one thing that I myself, I have been, you know, looking into, you know, the chakras and reading it into myself and learning into it because I use that into my, you know, to put into my vision board, to know the areas that I need to work on. Um, but also because of the, the way I grew up, you know, um, in a household where I had Christians, you know, Pentecostal, um, Jehovah Witness and all that, and you get to hear the different limiting beliefs, how what people respond to when overall I'm hearing you, it's in the everything that we do, it's in the spiritual being. So if we do not start looking into our inner selves, then it's hard for us to accept everything else that's around. And as you mentioned also the blockages that we allow to ourselves sometimes it can affect us to not even be able to have that intuitive you know um stock you know system in ourselves to do the practice that we need to do so um thank you again you know to to help us much more understand much more um what the systems are and how to work on the things that we need to work, although we're going to go deeper into it. (laughs) What got you to pivot to writing, freelancing writing?
1: Yeah, so it was the story with my husband. When uh, I eventually married him, I wanted to share this story. I didn't care about becoming a professional writer at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to write this story and put it out. You know, I think that people need to, needs to read it and, you know, the industry can be really slow and you need to find an agent. And honestly, I wrote it in English and my English at the time wasn't you know, that level of like writing English. So I felt like I'm gonna find someone who wants to publish it. I'm just gonna do it on my own. Um and so I did and I self published. Once I did that I started to see writing as a as a tool to help people which is what I've always wanted to do, you know, be of service. When I was younger I wanted to be a psychologist, but I thought I didn't have enough detachment. I had too much empathy. I felt what other people felt and I'm like if I become a psychologist I'm going to just bring their problems back home with me. It's just going to be dangerous. Right, right. Um and so I didn't pursue that route, but I still wanted to be of service. So I, I did study travel uh I felt like I can help people enjoy their vacation sounds much mm-hmm. more you know light uh, as an experience and so I did that and then eventually you know when I had this uh, relationship and this happy ending I wanted to share it and so I wrote about it and after that I was like I want to become a professional writer I want to study the craft and so I did it on my own you know mm-hmm. on the internet you can find courses and things you know to perfect my English yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and that's kind of what I did and then I started to pitch um, magazines because I was never afraid of my writing not being perfect. I was like, if I wait for it to be perfect, I'm never going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I wasn't afraid of rejection. And um, so I tried and then eventually when i pitched the huffington post um Arianna huffington herself replied to my email i knew it was something that it happened to some people i never thought it would happen to me but she mm-hmm. did but she had already left the publication and uh, she had started a new project called thrive global and so yeah she invited me to be one of the first contributors and so I mm-hmm. I was lucky because she then shared some of my pieces on social media and um, I got a lot of exposures and I was able to lend my first clients and um, mm-hmm. so then work with uh, like companies especially in the um, health and wellness and so oh, I kind of problem. specialized in that not because I, I mean obviously I don't have the knowledge that a doctor has because <laughs> I didn't study to be a doctor but my gift is like being able to take complicated information and put it in a way that the general public can understand
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so pretty much all oh, um breaking it down for them and modifying for them to really center it around very good and yeah i i mean it's always good when we can turn our stories into a teaching a teaching station what i mean by that is that it could be a book that you're reading about somebody else's story for instance your story but because there's so much into the journeys that you had to go through and what you did to overcome those journeys now though what i am reading from the stories are what's helping me now in my journeys and i know that's how it works for many of us in our development and you know as getting into the health and wellness when you do health and wellness are you basing it on um self-care, self-love, you know, the way we eat, the way we sleep, what we need to do, the practice that we need to do in our everyday just so people can, um, or overall, all of us can be better in our everyday living.
1: Well, i collaborated with medical news today so i used to write on the latest research so a lot about more practical medical stuff but my passion is more about mental health because i think that many of our issues most of them start in the mind at least i used to think in the mind but then now i know it's even more it's energetic it's like something even it's my belief now that every issue we have starts in an energetic level and then eventually when it gets serious it becomes physical mm-hmm. so it starts as an energetic blockage because this energy field that we have around us um, is made of everything our actions our choices our thoughts our fears and our mm-hmm. dreams and so that shapes the vibration that we then emit into the world and the way we affect others and so that has an incredible power so if we feed ourselves with negative thoughts fears that's what we're going to create into the body and that that can can't end well, you know, it's going to end up in becoming something maybe physical. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the point, you obviously have to cure the physical. But what I'm trying to say is that in my opinion, and from what I believe, it starts at an energetic level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's how you, uh, you open up to to accept anything else that comes around, I guess that's what I, let me just go in a deeper thought. So because we have feelings and emotions, our feelings and emotions, when we do not take them, you know um, high, for example, we always on a low and not really on a high where we are happy and taking life for what it is and enjoying to the fullest, instead of doing that, we tend to, okay, things are not working and then we go down and we go depressed. That alone, that's the part that covers into the energy part, is that it? exactly exactly and it compounds and it compounds over time so obviously we all have
1: moments where we are negative the most important thing is the mo where what our mind is most of the time mm-hmm. um and to me it's more about taking real life step by step in the present especially because oh. like Um, You know, our mind always goes to the past and to the future where we often find either regrets or anxiety. If we stay more in the present and we really take care of ourselves a little bit more every day, you know, doing things that make us feel good and really appreciating what we have, obviously gratitude, appreciation is a big part of it. We can really feed the the energy field with the right vibrations.
0: i love that i love that wonderful so um tell us now that you've been in the state how have your experience in the state different from what it was when you were in um in europe
1: well italy and the u.s are very different countries it's it's still i still struggle with with some things especially I got to tell you, the the thing that I really struggle with is the idea that um, Americans are very, very much about work and working hard, which is Mm -hmm. great. You know, don't get me wrong, but rest uh, is is seen as something that you deserve uh, after Mm -hmm. working hard. Mm -hmm. In Italy, rest is just something you deserve because you're human. It doesn't matter if you work eight hours today, do you want to rest? Doesn't matter, like rest, you know. Here, you kind of have to uh, earn it some, somehow, mm. which is something that I really, really, really
0: <laughs> can't stand. <laughs> mm. I really like how you said, you know, it's like you have to earn. It's like, you know, even when you go to work eight hours a day, you come back and you're still forcing yourself to find other things to do. So it's like the body is always in a busy and a moving boat, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You want to find it. That's what you're used to. Um, And it's like, you know, it's, it's not the way I grew up. The way I grew up is like, take care of yourself, eat well. Um, and yeah, work is something that gives you the money to do the things you love, but that's it, you know, and and that's kind of the negative, but in the, in the, on the positive side, the U.S. I think allows people to reinvent themselves. And that's the beauty of it. I was able to go from the hospitality industry to freelance writing to now starting my own business. And Mm -hmm. it's something that in Italy is incredibly hard to do. You're kind of more enclosed in this uh, path that you chose while you were studying. Mm. It's incredibly hard to start. There are many opportunities to do that. It's already hard to find a job, especially for young people, you probably have heard. But if you want to reinvent your path, um, no, it's, it's incredibly hard. So oh, that's wow. what I love about the US.
0: Wow. So that means once everything, in, in, as you mature and you get older, the minute you set up a path for yourself, then that's pretty much what it gets to be. <laughs> and it stays like that yeah oh yes. mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm. so that's sad, you know because in life you're allowed to change your mind you're allowed to change yeah. your path there are people who even incredible writers who uh, decided to change their career in their 40s in their 50 and became bestseller writers uh, if that's not possible then you know we are
0: not really exploring all the opportunities here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah so okay we are um getting deeper into the conversation and now we want to know when you started to pivot now from writing to working with 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 people what got you to choose the niche that you chose and how has it been going since?
1: So I, 2020 has been like a monumental year, year for me because I suffer from postpartum depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I did use the chakra system as a roadmap to healing because it allowed me to really uh, get to the root of my issues. And so when I did that and once I recovered, I just realized that we are much more powerful than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, sometimes we need a therapist, we need some external help, but, but we have to do the work you can't go to a therapist and think that this person is going to solve your problems that's not how it works and so if you decide that you don't want to go to a therapist you have i want people to know that they have the strength inside of them to heal Mm -hmm. and it's also it's a lot about discipline uh, and doing something every day if you have to retrain your brain especially Mm -hmm. when we're talking about mental health right your brain learns a pattern Like when it's a negative pattern, it's still going to go into that pattern, right? Mm -hmm. You have to retrain it. And in order to retrain it, you have to do the thing that you decide or that someone recommends, of course, you know, that external help can be just a recommendation. That's more what I do. Like I give tools uh, to people so that they can actually heal on on their own. and so when you do that you need to have discipline because if i have affirmations that i have to say every day if i have an exercise like journaling and i don't do it then i'm not gonna retrain my brain because it takes time so if you want to do something to heal you have to stick to it you have to start and do it every single day that's how i healed so that's important so it's it's essential to know that we are powerful that but that we also need discipline um, mm-hmm. and a strong routine to make sure that we heal in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so after learning that i realized that what i wanted to do kind of that dream of being a psychologist came back to me but because because in the in during these last years i learned that detachment that i didn't have i learned that each one of us has a different path a soul's path that there's something deeper there. and the best thing i can do for people is all the space wow. um, i can't take their problems because otherwise i'm gonna Um, affect my energy field I'm going to take in negative energy I'm going to emit negative energy and spread it into the world so the best thing I can do is take care of myself what I can do for people is own space and give them tools Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: with writing the experience of writing and years and years reading about self-development and spirituality I kind of put the two things together and I realized that what I wanted to do was like write a kind of a personal spiritual plan uh, for for, for the person, for my client, and so I created a kind of um, like a like a questionnaire like a, that um, that I ask people to fill out so mm-hmm. that I can understand a little bit more about their history. Mm-hmm. Traumas that mm-hmm. maybe better. So that I have clear, I start to see their ch- and connect with their chakra system and see where their their blockages may be. Okay. And then we talk for an hour where I dig deeper. I ask, I prepare some questions, I want to kind of understand a little bit more how things are. And I also it allows my intuition to connect with the person at a deeper level and so after the after the call then i elaborate in writing like an analysis of what i've heard and i give the person tools to remove the blockages and i look at different uh using different philosophies that i learned uh throughout the years a little bit of astrology a little bit of uh, ayurveda a little bit of taro uh, to kind of like give people the bigger picture Essentially, mm-hmm. why you're here? What's your what's your purpose? What I'm noticing if there are some patterns, some traumas mm-hmm. that are really preventing you from moving forward. And so I give, I initially I give this written plan, and then I offer ongoing guidance um, to um, assist people in their spiritual uh, path. mm
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so pretty much in a journey of leaving the negative behind. There are many processes that one person would have to go through just so they can really be in, they can be able to embrace themselves and start working on themselves. So the first of it is definitely being able to have structure and be consistent with the work.
1: I would say that the first one is self-awareness. If you are not, you need to have the courage to stay with your emotions without looking for a distraction if you keep on looking for a distraction, your emotions, especially negative ones like anxiety or depression, Mm -hmm. become like a little bit harder, you know, because then they gain more power over you. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that when you're able to breathe into anything that has to deal with emotions is something temporary. I always like this uh, metaphor about the ocean that we are the ocean and our emotions and feelings are waves mm-hmm. they're not there to stay um and so the idea is that if we are able to really accept the emotion breathe into it and dig a little bit deeper than to understand the root causes of it that's the first step to to right. healing but my um Uh, the thing that I learned in my experience is that the worst thing you can do is to try to investigate the emotion when you're in it. Mm. So, Because why? Because our brain um, is programmed to attach meaning to an emotion. Mm -hmm. So i give you the example of my postpartum. When I was having this really strong anxiety about not being able to take care of my son, my brain was telling me, you're a bad mom, you're a bad person so it tells you something that is not the truth because it responds to a negative input mm-hmm. so the best thing you can do is breathe into the emotion let it let it go it will not stay forever because an emotion, a panic attack doesn't last doesn't last mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. do you have to have the courage to breathe into it stay there let it pass let it pass mm-hmm. just repeat to your while you're in it repeat it to your brain that is temporary that it's gonna go away mm-hmm. mm-hmm. forever. once you're out of the woods uh in the in, like after a few hours or something like that when you're a little bit more calm uh, sit down and uh, journal about it Um, ask yourself some questions about when did this start Uh, it it may be something that I experienced during my childhood start to dig you know and obviously if you need help there are people like therapists traditional therapists people Mm -hmm. like me that can help you but i mean start to dig into it so self-awareness and the courage to be with the emotion when you feel it is essential if you keep on looking for a distraction um the 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 emotion is going to become more powerful the time after that mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and that is so true because you know i i mean i can attest to that when at some point when the emotions are the one controlling our brain and ourselves. We really feel, you know, like we have no power, we have, we we cannot move forward, so we get stuck and we get this, you know, it's like we don't know how to make any move or make the decisions because at that time our brain is, you know, our brain is only telling us the things that are contrary to what it should be, you know, everything that should be in a positive, we see them, but we see them and they are all negative because we're feeding to the negativity. So as we start really letting those thoughts go away because if they simmer in too long then that's when, you know, it's no longer doing us any service, right? And then here we are going back to taking more into the emotions that are the wrong emotions. Well, I wouldn't want to use the wrong emotions because emotions are emotions, period but it's more so of the emotions that are making us feel you know depressed you know feeling anxious feeling unable to move you know certain people who may not want to go outside because you know they don't know they keep saying to themselves if they go outside something is going to happen you know or if they get behind a car there's going to be an accident and we you know it's like that part that's guiding us to seeing everything different from what we should do. And once we get into letting our mind, letting ourselves, you know, telling our mind that, hey, there's no room for you to dictate what I should do, then that's when, you know, things starts to make clearer, you know, step. You get to find, you know, that clarity and you're making clearer steps and you're getting to see the vision and you're able to make the decisions. So it's no longer contract, you know, there's no contradiction between the, the way you were thinking, which is the negative and then the positive, because at that time you already conquer over and you overpower those thoughts. So yeah, I, I mean, I could really feel like, you know, I remember those times and months and years where the negativity was really taking over it's overpowered over everything else that i needed to do and i wanted to do and i was seeking for and hearing you talking about that those of you who are listening i'm pretty sure you know and you have been through it as well and tonight is the best opportunity to take notes you know just so you know how to work on your best and how to work in your emotion and how to work on Telling your thoughts that are all over the place, you know, to start finding themselves, you know, find the center, just so you could be, be more focused.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think that the key word here is identify. Like for me, the most dangerous thing was that during my postpartum depression and anxiety, I was identifying with the with the emotion. So I was really believing that I was a bad mom and a bad person, and that was really really scary for me um and so yeah i followed like practices that i've learned throughout the years mainly positive affirmations and visualizations about self-love because using the chakra system as a roadmap i realized that I had some kind of pressure on my chest. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the fourth chakra, it's located in the the heart, and it's all about love, compassion, and self-love. And so when you start to believe you're a bad mom and a bad person, you lose love for yourself. And that's when you need to work. So the chakra system gives you what you need to work. And then you need to do the work, obviously. And so my approach is to, to use visualization, which is the type of meditation focus on specific images that can help the person with that specific problem. And positive affirmation connected to the chakra system so but it's a work that you have to kind of do every day and journaling too um depending like again my intuition and the situation of the person usually suggests the tools to me and um, mm-hmm. it's it's very tailored to the person mm-hmm. my approach mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. wonderful so we are getting closer to wrapping up <laughs> so if you have all right before we asked you where can the audience people in the audience reach out to you if they want to connect with you and work with you first I would like to know what are three tips you would like to live here to live here with us just so people who are wondering how they can you know get out of that rut get out of the mindset that's telling them that they cannot do anything that's making them feel depressed that making them feel like you know um life is that's it there's no other direction there's no purpose how can they turn and pivot just so they can say you know what at least I have those three keys to hold on to and I can do them every day until I'm able to hire myself a coach
1: I do have four uh, but because we talk a lot about the fourth which is the energetic body and the chakras um, it's hard for some people who are not familiar with it to get into it so the other three are more uh, relatable and are things that everybody can do so the first one as I talked about it before is self-awareness. Um, the second one is acceptance. And the third mm-hmm. one is living, living in the present moment. So they're all like tied to one another. So the idea as we said before is once a negative emotion comes, or if you're experiencing it, accept it. The best thing you can do is accept it as part of what is going on right now for you. Because if you resist it, if you reject it, you bring more pain to yourself. So, accepted, like you know, you can breathe in the issue and breathe out, accept it, let it go for the moment, you know. Um, so that's the best thing you can do as um, as a step. And then we talk about self-awareness. So this idea of really listening to your body and your emotions, understanding the connection between the body and the mind. Where is this stress located? Where is this tension? Because you start to understand the connection between the two and even without the chakra system, you start to be more aware of the fact that everything is connected. Um, and then try to live as much as possible in the present moment once you um uh, are out of the woods once the negative emotion is gone because again i'm gonna say it again it's not an emotion doesn't last forever so just accept it breathe into it wait for the for the moment where it's just better do a little bit of investigation but then really take care of yourself but do it in a way that it makes you focus on the task so if you decide to take a bath to relax don't start to think about the past or the future stay in the bath and the best thing you can do this is to focus on the senses like feel the warmth of the of the water um you know put like some kind of really uh, a good um a good um, shower gel that has a really good perfume. So smell it, like focus on the senses so that it becomes a kind of meditation for you. And in those moments, even though they're brief, because as humans, again, we're not used to them, uh, in those moments you'll find authentic joy because Mm -hmm. that is the most authentic joy you can find. When we as humans reach an objective, a milestone, I guarantee we're gonna be happy for a week. Mm -hmm, at the most mm -hmm. after a week we'll want to find something else we'll find something Mm -hmm. to complain about so the authentic joy you can only find it in the present when you are present with the thing that you're doing Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. take care of yourself do something good for yourself eat the cupcake but once you eat the cupcake stay with the cupcake taste it really just like get into the moment and find authentic joy in it
0: i love that uh, thank you so much thank you for sharing and ladies and gents listening you know that what you need to do is you know find acceptance you know loving yourself and you know hey live life because um, we only have today if we focus on everything in the past that had happened, and trust and believe that it's gonna be harder to separate ourselves from those um, emotions that usually drain us. And what we don't want for you as you're listening to us, we don't want you to stay drained. We want you to relieve yourself, release and relax and find yourself that retreat you need just so you could heal properly and thoroughly. So, Chiara? This is it. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for being with us this evening. We look forward to having you again. Thank you so much for having
1: me.
0: Where can we find you again?
1: Uh. You can find me on the website is uh, chiarabtownlay.com. Like my name, Chiara, C-H-I-A-R-A, Be Like Bravo, Townley, T-O-W-N-L-E-Y.com. And then you can find uh, more information about the guidance project, which is this, this business that I started. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. So to everybody, ladies and gents, that was Unleashed Unapologetically. Good night, good afternoon, good day.